Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Ditch Decade Diets Podcast. I am your host, Lorna Perozo, certified food freedom coach and founder of the Ditch Decade Diets Academy. I've spent 10 years in an unhealthy relationship with food, binge eating, over-exercising, and feeling insecure in my body. This podcast is all about helping you get to the root of your food struggles and teaching you how to rewire your brain so you can end binge eating. If you're ready to improve your relationship with food and cultivate more self-love towards yourself and your health, this is the podcast for you. So let's get to it and jump right in. Are you ready to regain control with food and be on your way to end binge eating? Breathwork is one of the most powerful tools that can help you. I am a certified trauma-informed breathwork facilitator and breathwork has been so profound for my clients and helping them to become less impulsive with food. So if you've ever wanted to try a breathwork session with myself, maybe you're curious, maybe you know the incredible benefits of breathwork and you are excited to give it a try, you are just in luck. I am going to be hosting a live one hour group breathwork session on Tuesday, April 26th at seven o'clock Eastern standard time all about ending your binge eating. So if you're ready to experience this powerful healing modality to stop your binge eating, you definitely want to join this session. Again, it's going to be happening on Tuesday, April 26th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The replay will be available, but if you're able to come on live, that will be amazing. This session will be one hour. It will include some journal prompts. There will be a meditation. And then also, of course, the breathwork session. And the price is only $33 Canadian. Spots are limited and the price will go up. So definitely be sure to click the link down below in the show notes to secure your spot and read all about it. I cannot wait for you to experience this breathwork session and be on your way to ending your binge eating. So again, click the link down below in the show notes and come and join me live for a hour long breathwork session to stop your binge eating. Hello, beautiful. And welcome back to the Ditch Jackie Diets podcast. Let's chat about how to be decisive with your food choices. Let me just ask you, have you ever felt indecisive with food? Not really sure what you're actually wanting, what actually sounds good. Maybe you are at a restaurant and you just feel overwhelmed by everything on the menu. And you find yourself going back and forth, maybe between a few different options. Maybe you feel overwhelmed by the calories or maybe your decisions are influenced by people around you and what they're eating or how much they're eating. Or maybe for breakfast, you know, you're craving one thing, but your mind is telling you to eat something different. Or you're wanting something sweet, but also something savory, right? If this is you, I totally get it. I would always claim myself as this indecisive person. 
just in general, like in my life, I always told myself that I had a hard time making decisions, even, you know, going shopping, right? It's like, do I like this outfit? Am I going to wear it? Should I buy it? Uh, You know, I was always this indecisive person, but more specifically, you know, obviously with food, I never knew what I wanted, what actually sounded good. And this was because for so long, I was basing my food choices off of what I thought I should eat, not based on what I actually wanted or what actually sounded good. And of course, you know, this came through following a macro plan, a diet plan, a meal plan. I was always following something and it left me so out of tune with my intuition. It left me so disconnected from my body and my hunger cues and my fullness cues. And I was always so conflicted with making a decision regarding what to eat or how much to eat. And the reason why we have a hard time making decisions is number one, there's a lack of trust within yourself. Number two, you fear making the wrong decision. So let's dive into that. And I'm actually going to share with you what's helped me become more decisive, of course, with food, but just decisive in general. But number one, we don't trust ourselves, or sorry, we have a hard time making decisions because we don't trust ourselves. And the number one reason why we don't trust ourselves, especially with food, is because we look to our past and we see all this built up evidence for when we failed, for when we broke promises to ourselves, when we told ourselves we weren't going to binge or this would be the last time that we were going to binge and then we binged. Or we promised ourselves to not eat past 7 p.m., but then failed, right? Or said, we're never going to bring chips in the house. And then after a week, they end up back in the house, right? So there's now this bank of evidence for why you can't trust yourself. And the only way that you can build that trust back up is by creating new evidence for yourself for why you can trust yourself. And so many people hold on to the past because it's it's all the evidence that they have. It's what they go by to make decisions for the current moment or for the future. But this creates so much fear and it blocks your ability to try new things, to explore, to experiment. You hold on to this fear and you let it drive your behaviors with food. But making decisions, you guys, out of fear is never, ever the right decision for you. The right decisions are the decisions that feel expansive. They feel open. They feel exciting and inviting, right? Like the wrong decisions are decisions that are fueled by fear and lack and scarcity, focusing on other people, judgment from other people making decisions based off of what you think you should do and not what you actually want to do, making decisions off of what is safe 
what is familiar, what is your comfort zone, and not what you know is best for you. And for the longest time, when I was tracking my macros, I could never stick to them, right? I was always, I would always be over. I would always eat way more and then just not track because I'm like, screw that. (laughs) But I would claim that I was tracking my macros. It was like this identity thing. I wanted to fit in. I wanted to belong. I felt like everyone at that time was, you know, tracking macros at the time. And I felt like, well, at least I'm trying to do something to control my food and achieve a certain body. My intuition told me it wasn't for me. Well, actually, I feel like at the time I didn't even have an intuition, but something told me that it wasn't for me. It's probably just this, the evidence, right? Because I could never stick with it. I was way too obsessive. It was like this daily battle of going over my macros and then feeling like a failure, but it was safer for me to do that than to just eat whatever I wanted. I had no trust with myself around food, but now I see that the reason I didn't have trust with food was because I didn't let myself have trust around food. I let my fitness pal, the counting calorie app, I let that dictate what I was going to eat and how much I was going to eat. I never gave myself the chance to build up that self-trust. No wonder I couldn't trust myself. And I think that's such a powerful thing to take out of this is that you won't be able to trust yourself if you're constantly controlling your food, if you're constantly following what other people are doing or what you think you should be doing, what you think you should be eating, it will always feel like this uphill battle with food, just like trigger foods, right? If you always keep your trigger foods out of the house, how can you expect to ever make peace with them? You can't right? The beginning will feel messy. The beginning will feel scary and anxiety inducing. And I share this story a lot, but when I first stopped tracking because I just was fed up, I had enough. I was mentally, physically, emotionally exhausted. And I dove into intuitive eating. It was so scary. Like I did not know how to eat. And I kept running back to macros because it felt safe. I kept running back to my fitness pal because it felt safe. I knew I wasn't going to do that for the rest of my life, right? I I couldn't. I was obsessive. It was exhausting. It was so draining, but I kept going back to it because it felt safe. But It's okay to have this maybe a little bit messy period. It's okay to feel anxiety inducing. If you've never done that before, it's going to feel a little foreign and that's okay. It is okay. And you can just like remind yourself, like I'm safe. 
it is going to be okay. I've done this one thing that felt so familiar to me for years upon years upon years, and I'm trying something different. And that's normal. It's very common to feel scary when you're trying something new. And by the way, if you haven't listened to episode 100, I brought on one of my clients, Jen, and she shares her experience. She was, you know, constantly on the next diet and she's always tried these new things. And she shared how she had a lot of anxiety letting go letting go of control and surrendering and trusting the process. But she shares how she was able to find food freedom. And I think it's just going to give you so much hope if you're in this place right now where maybe you don't want to release control, but you're also like, oh, I can't keep living this way. Or maybe you're battling back and forth between I want to lose weight, but I also don't want to be obsessed with food. I think that episode will be super helpful. It's episode 100. And that is with my client, Jen. So anyways, that is kind of the first main reason, you guys, um, why we have a hard time making decisions, because we just simply don't trust ourselves. There's that lack of trust. There's that built up evidence for all the times that we failed, all the times that we couldn't stick to our diet. And now we just don't trust ourselves. Now, the second reason why we have a hard time making decisions is because we fear making the wrong decision. When I was tracking calories and macros, every single thing that I ate mattered so much. Like it needed to taste good. It needed to be worth it. It needed to be at the right temperature. It needed to be you know, the right combination, right? And that's why at restaurants, I was like this ball of anxiety taking so long to look at the menu because not only was I worried about going over my macros, but what if I ordered something that didn't taste as good and I wasted all of these calories, all of these macros? What if I wanted something else? What if, what if, what if, what if, what if, right? And there were so many times where let's say I was, to give you an example, let's say I was hungry in the morning before my workout. I always enjoy getting movement in first thing or else it just doesn't happen. (laughs) Uh, And I love exercise. I love moving my body, but I would always work out in the morning. And let's say I was hungry in the morning before my workout, but I knew that I wanted pancakes right? And I know pancakes take longer than 10 minutes to make, but if I only had five minutes before I was going to work out and I was hungry, I would be like, well, I'm not going to just eat something quick because I'm not going to enjoy it. And it's going to be a waste of macros if I just eat it and I don't enjoy it. Like if I'm just hurrying up and eating something quickly, well, that's a waste of calories. It's a waste of macros. So instead of eating some let's say nuts or some fruit, because I was genuinely hungry, I would be like, "Hmm, I'll just wait until after my workout and then eat the pancakes because I actually want the pancakes. I like that better. But what ended up happening is I'd be so ravenous by the time that I would be making my pancakes where I'd be like 
snacking while making my pancakes. And I would just go over my macros anyway. So it never made sense. And if I just had eaten something before my workout, I wouldn't have gotten so hungry. I would have just been able to eat a normal amount later. But when you're tracking every single calorie, right, it all matters. Or even if you're not tracking, but you're obsessing over your weight, you're obsessing over your body, everything that you eat is a big deal. And you want to make sure that you're making the right choices. But the truth is that there's never a wrong decision. And I'm, I've learned this after many years of having this fear of making the wrong choice, the wrong decision. In the moment, it can feel like, damn, I didn't actually want cereal for breakfast or I didn't need that third cookie. But instead of seeing it as the wrong decision, you can see it as a lesson. You can take that information and say, okay, I didn't want that cereal for breakfast or I didn't need that third cookie. That is true. That's my reality. Take note so you can know for next time, extract the feedback and the wisdom to make a better choice next time. But the big thing is not seeing that you made a mistake. Maybe you just didn't make the right choice in that moment and that is okay. But if we see it as a mistake, that's when we start to get into that all or nothing mentality, that black or white thinking. Well, I already messed up, so might as well just call it a free for all for the rest of the day. So how to start being decisive with your food choices. Okay. Number one, you just need to make a decision. How can you start collapsing time between thinking about what you want to do and just do it? Because the faster that you can make a decision, the faster you can see, okay, was it what I wanted? Or maybe was it not the best decision? extract the feedback and move on. And I'm not saying that this is easy. It's not easy, but it's going to allow you to stop obsessing, stop thinking. So often we're so in our head, should I do this? Should I not do this? Well, what if I do this? What if I don't do that? So you just need to make a decision. Number two of how to start being decisive with your food choices is shift from what should I eat to what do I want? What do I feel like? What sounds good? And this takes some courage to release judgment and maybe what you've always done in the past, right? But tune inwards. What do I feel like? What do I want? Oftentimes when you just eat what you want, you satisfy your needs and don't feel the need to eat more. If you wanted the cookie, but you said, I shouldn't eat that. It has too many calories. I can't eat that. So you opt for a protein bar because maybe that's like a healthier option. You might eat the protein bar and then the cookie because that's what you actually wanted. And then you might feel sick and beat yourself up and the cycle repeats itself. You guys, I can't tell you how many times I would do this. I would eat something as like a substitute, but it wasn't actually what I wanted. So I would eat that thing 
And then I would go back and eat the thing that I just originally wanted. And I would just have eaten too much at that point. Okay. So shift from what should you eat to what do you actually want? Number three is to turn inwards and to block off the external world. Make a decision of what you want, not based off of what other people are eating, what other people are wanting, but what you want. No one's getting dessert, but you want it, order it. No one's getting a burger for lunch, but you want it, order it. Own your decisions. This is how you turn inwards and turn off the external world. This is sexy. This is confidence. When you own your decisions, right? When you own your decisions, it is so confident. When you, when I'm at a restaurant with somebody and somebody's like, this is what I'm going to order. I can't wait. It's going to taste so good. I'm like, good for you. Like that's attractive. It's sexy, right? The best decisions are the ones that you can make quickest. And have full conviction that's the right decision. Start telling yourself that you can trust yourself. Start telling yourself that you can trust yourself. And the more times that you implement this, the more times you're going to build that self-trust. You will get to a point where you can trust yourself. No matter how far that feels for you right now, you can be decisive with your food choices. You can feel free with food. And I have so many resources, you guys, to help you with this. So as a little mini recap of how you can start being decisive with your food choices, number one, you just need to make a decision, collapsing the time between thinking about what you should do and actually making the decision. Number two, shift from what should I eat to what do I want? And then number three, turn inwards. Turn inwards and block off the external world. So if you try this, definitely let me know how it goes. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Ditch Decade Diets podcast. If you have ever wanted to experience breath work, whether you have never tried breathwork before, or you've tried a few of my sample breathwork sessions, and you would love to attend a live breathwork session with me, I will be hosting a hour long breathwork session on Tuesday, April 26th at 7 PM Eastern standard time, all about ending your binge eating. So if you're ready to experience this powerful healing modality to stop your binge eating, definitely be sure to click the link down below in the show notes and secure your spot. Spots are limited. I'm only going to be selecting a small group of people to be able to do this breathwork session with me. So definitely go ahead and register. You don't want to miss out. Breathwork is an incredible healing modality to stop your binge eating. So I am super excited to see you then and have a beautiful rest of your day.